is Dylan. And this is Austin. Hey, we're trying a little something different here. Maybe uh, it might sound like total crud. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But uh, we've been jamming all night, and uh, we almost totally forgot to do an episode. Almost. Um, so yes. we have really nothing to even talk about, to be honest with you. Oh, I wouldn't say that. Just a Come slight on. update on us jamming. We we jammed. We totally jammed. We jammed. It was a lot of fun, dude. We jammed. It was a lot of fun. We jammed, like, all night long. Yep. Um... So that that was nice. Landon's out again. He has another yeah. wedding to go to. Always Brad May, never Brad. But you know, that's just Landon, I guess. But <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Always the Brad. <laughs> He's getting there one yeah. of these days. It's one of these days, man. Maybe on the sixth wedding. Maybe. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Um, so well, Dylan. Have yeah. you heard about the most outrageous finishes on Reverb right now? No, I haven't heard about the most outrageous. They're usually not the most outrageous I've ever seen, but you know, it's just some. But the but you haven't heard about these. Are they uh, are they audacious? Are these they are very bodacious? Outrageous. Outrageous. There's like a, all the ages. <laughs> a freaking there's like bubblegum pink with like some paisley action going it's on. It's not that crazy, man. That's that's pretty, crazy. that's pretty normal. That's pretty. That's pretty. That's pretty that's about I mean, it looks like a mic would play, but, you know, but yeah, <laughs> they showed me a green, ugly thing that looks like it came from a Linkin Park video, so it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Gross. Oh, this one. Let's see. What do you this got? one's kind of interesting. This looks like a Rick Kelly or something. Okay, well, that's not, that's also not a real outrageous finish. That's, no, just, a, that's just a wood just grain. Saying, saying it he showed me a wood grain telly. It looked like a pine telly. And it's just yeah, like a really, really pine. thick wood grain on it. Yeah. That's not that crazy, man. That's not that wild. Not that crazy at all. Um, so this week I've been, <coughs> excuse me, I've been battling a cold still. Um, I've been working on my, my uh, chicken bocker. Um, oh, you have? Yeah, I've been trying to get it up to snuff. I haven't played it at all tonight, because to be honest with you, it doesn't hold tune great. Uh, so I think sooner or later it'll be a tuning key. Which, um, which one are you talking about? Which one? The the, the straight up the chicken actual, the actual okay. chicken boxer, not the IYV. Yeah. Um, I've been playing the IYV too, and it's great. I like it too. It's it's a great uh-huh. guitar. And um, But for some, I've just been really into my telly and my Les Paul recently. Oh, really? Something about those two tones I've been really digging on. Um, so, no, go figure. That's the Harley Benton Les Paul, the gold top. Mm-hmm. I think the thing was like 80 bucks off of Reverb. And honestly, dude, I mean, for my entryway into Harley Benton, it definitely um, got me into Harley Benton enough, I would say, that like, I, mean, I, I did buy another one. I sold it to Mike, but I did buy another one, you know? And uh, if there was ever another one that really, that really, you know, jiggle my jollies, I'd probably go for it. They got a Moss right like copy out right now but it looks more like an aria pro uh, or aria diamond series kind of guitar that they just ripped off yeah I'm not um familiar, I'm not you know it's just kind of yeah, you know it's, it's okay it's not it's not like it's not it's not blowing my mind like i feel like all these companies go for the same looking moss right style which is like the high flyer like the unibox moss right which is just a copy of a moss right they don't go for like the real deal like like shape they go for like this weird knockoff shape and it just kind of throws me off it doesn't really it doesn't excite me you know and they all do it because everybody's going for this like kurt cobain style you know and that's all that's all cool and everything but let's let's not let's not forget why that design even came about that's a Avengers model design you know that's a that's i mean before it was a Avengers model it's just a moss right design and mm-hmm. it, it has a very special place in my heart for just being a surf guitar but they've made it this grunge guitar and they put like humbuck well like they got these there's one with p90s and there's one with like these souped up p90 humbucker things right and then, you know i'm sure it's cool yeah. and all good and great and everything but it just it really just doesn't no dice. It just no dice. Yeah, no dice. and um, for the price point, I'm seeing them at like three ninety nine, I think. And I'm like, wow, that's way too much for a Harley Benton. And uh, it really is, you know, um, just for what it is. You still like in your Harley Benton days? I that's what I sold to Mike. Oh, that's right. You did yeah, sell that. I loved it. So I would say, I would say no. <laughs> no, I, I did. I loved it. Now you know, he just he wanted a bass, and I just, just sold him right. out. But um, has he has he talked to you about that since? 
Yeah, he told me he played it recently, and uh, it's a great bass. I, I would recommend them. Uh, the Harley Benton bass is that was the white fantastic. one, right? Yeah, it was that white P yeah, bass with yeah. the jazz bass pickup in it. It was great, cool bass, but um, you know, I I don't know if I'll, I, you know, I I'm pretty set in my ways on my basses, and there's certain certain bass tones I go for, and certain basses I go for, and, right? And um, you know, I t today for instance, I was you know I had the silver tone out, and I was playing on it, and it's really an oddball bass. Um, the silver tone like thirteen oh three bass, I guess is what it is. So are you uh, the razor bass. Are you warming up to it now? Oh I love that bass. It's because really I, cool. I think I remember you saying like when you first got it you were kinda little Yeah, I was strongly against it when it, when I first saw right, it because right, they right. put this like Ernie Ball Music Man style humbucker in it. Versus okay. like what it would originally have which just one lipstick pickup. Right. That's right. what they originally would have had. And they also would have been hollow body and a little bit bigger. This is like the smaller peanut body. Mm. and then it's got this big humbucker in it. And when I first saw that, I thought, that is such an ugly combination. I thought, ugh, thing's hideous, right? And, um... Why did I get this thing? Then the more I looked at it, the more I thought, I like what they've done. You know, the more I, more and more I thought about it, I was like, it's really kind of unique and different, and they've, they've modernized this classic that, you know, Dan Electro hasn't even modernized. I mean, they have, but only, like, slightly, you know? Mm. But Silvertone or Samick, the company that owns Silvertone, then they, they took it the extra mile by putting this humbucker in, this big bulky bridge with like actual movable saddles. And then on top of that, you still have this classic style like headstock. You got the dolphin headstock with the tiny little tuners, like the, the Hoffner style tuner keys. Right. And then it's still a 24 fret base, but it's short scale. I mean, it's got a lot going for it in the sense of like, it's just weird. User-friendly. Oh, man. Just, and it, it, it mm -hmm. plays like a dream. Mm -hmm. Sounds great. Pickup works great. And so it had some quirks. Like, it has this, like, knob on it. It says you can take it to the uh, humbucker and take it to single coil mode. Right? right? Right. Some amps, you can't even hear it when you go into single coil mode. It's, like, such a drop in volume. just totally loses everything. Mm. Well, if I plug it through my Ampeg, and I got it through the uh, zero dB uh, setting or input, when you turn it back, it all of a sudden it's just like it's clean and clear and under control. You know, easy breezy, beautiful cover girl. You know, it's great. Love it. It's awesome. Um, but then you, as soon as you turn it back up, it's like growly and overdriven because it's a humbucker. You know. Okay. And it's just it's just a beautiful bass for that, and it's got a lot going for it. That's so. interesting. Didn't you say you had a? Um, you say you had issues with the amplifier. When I first bought it, yeah. And then you got it, so it's all straightened out. Yeah, when I first bought it, the speakers were totally blown in it. That's what, yeah, that's I got the cab first. The cab was like next to nothing. Uh -huh. um, and then the head came later on. Did you replace the speakers in that? Yeah. With like raging cables? No, what no. I put the uh, warehouse brand speakers Oh, that's on. right, warehouse. And um, right. they're like 200 watt speakers, like 200 watt a piece mm -hmm. of speakers. So it's like it's basically 400 watt little cab now running a 100 watt head. I think pushes some sound dude like you wouldn't believe i mean that blow you out of this yeah. room instantly that's got a, it's that one right now and it's too loud for this room that one is gonna stay there dude i mean <laughs> i can't even play it on the podcast it's so incredibly yeah. loud it's like that's cool dude it's powerful really cool. and you know these these got a really bad rep we're talking about the ampeg micro cl the the, the standard model not the not the 200 watt model mm -hmm. okay so here's what i like about this model there's no fan in the back the, the 200 watt one has a fan in the back, like a so little cooling fan. Keep it cool. Yeah, and I don't like that because you always hear this. You get like a hum or something. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like a, there's a bumblebee in the room all the time. And it drives you crazy. Just throw a fuzz on it. Man. No, it just sounds terrible. <laughs> and then then you got this micro CL. This thing's only 100 watts. Now I get the 200 watts is nice because there's extra headroom in it and everything, uh -huh. right? Right. But this one, if you upgrade the speakers. I agree the speakers for like a hundred bucks. It wasn't totally. that bad, you know? Totally. And I bought this thing used. Right. And it was mega cheap. I'm talking like this whole setup right here was like all together two hundred bucks. And which is great. But um the head alone pushing a hundred watts, right? Mm -hmm. If you with those extra speakers with the speaker upgrade, mm -hmm. it, it thumps and there's no hum. And hundred watts is plenty, dude. I used to have a fifty watt it, sun. It is a lot. Yeah, I used to have a 50-watt sun amp, right? Yeah, right. And it's 50-watt tube. And it was huge. This thing was a freaking refrigerator. It was massive, right? 
And it just had a 15-inch speaker in it. But that 50 watts was like, it was powerful. But nowhere near as powerful as this little solid-state 100-watt head on this handpick. I mean, this thing, this thing is triple the power of that thing, it seems like. And it's, it's, only, it's only really double the power, but... Was the sun, was it older? Yeah, the sun was uh, so from the sixties. Yeah, but I mean, it still, so it, was, it was a. It, it was, was a. a was it solid state? No, it's tube. And Man, you would I bet think, that thing. I bet that thing lit your room on fire. Dude, you'd think a fifty watt tube amp would just be like brutal, right? You yeah. Th- that's what you would think. It really wasn't. It was like it was pretty subdued for what it was. Hmm. It had fresh tubes or anything. I mean, it had that thing really serviced really nice, and it was good. It was a great amp. And it sounded great, and I used it for a long time, and I really liked it. Right. But it didn't have, like, a lot of the modern growly sounds that I want. And, like, you know, like, there's something about Ampeg that has a certain tone to them, you know? And, gotcha. I mean, that's why you see practically everybody, everybody playing Ampeg. Like, pretty much everybody who's anybody plays an Ampeg, you know? Um, who's, who's most notable? God, know, everybody. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's... You, it's very rare to everybody. What are you it's, talking about? It's rare that you see a rock and roll band not using yeah, an Ampeg bass amp. That's a very true point. Every I time mean, I've seen any kind of a picture from a show, there's always some kind it's of an always an Ampeg. Like it's rare. Like sometimes you'll see a Fender. Sometimes you'll see a Sun. But Ampeg is like creeping like, behind them in the back. Dude, like almost ninety nine point nine percent of the time, that's a freaking Ampeg, man. It took me a long time to get into Ampeg, though. Be honest with you, because I I played other Ampegs in the past, and I was never that impressed by the tones. Mm-hmm. Um, I I played through like this B fifteen, which is a little fifteen watt like tube amp thing. Right. Uh, flip tops, what they call it, because you put the amp inside the head, flipped into the cab, and then it's gone. Oh you just no way! Really? Yeah, it's really, really cool. Yeah, That's and they're awesome, dude. they're known for their tone, like having just like great tone, right? right. I was just never blown away by it. It always kind of just bummed me out, you know? Right. I don't know how we got on this subject. I feel like we just rambling tonight on that. I mean, hey, how do we get here? Who's on base? Who's on base and how did we get here? I don't know. Hey, where questions. are we going? Where are we going? Right. I don't know. That's right. But, um, do you have any prospects on the horizon? No, I'm not buying anything. I'm just selling. So you're in the selling phase right Yeah, now. you're buying that Tajima tonight. You're taking it home. Man, that's the that's one of my favorite things about this podcast is that we have so <laughs> many jokes. We love to just laugh and you know, create. <laughs> it is a great, wonderful guitar. Though. It's a fantastic I guitar. I know you played it all night. It sounds great. Everything you did sounds good. I think it's made for you. I think that, that I think that particular guitar is made for you. I think, I think you're made to sell stuff. That what are you talking about? I think you just like it. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's your yeah. favorite guitar in the whole room. You really? talk, You always say home. You always say home. Your favorite. So you I think Zell. Oh, you Go ahead. This is Zell. Me two hundred dollars. It's yours uh, right now. Stay home. Stay home yeah. tonight. Yeah. Stay home tonight. Yeah. Why not? Fuck. Of course. Hajima. Hajima. The Brazilian brand with a Japanese name. I just honestly can't believe you want to sell it. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's not about. I mean, I, I love it. It's great. It's a fantastic guitar. I mean, the tonal variations you get on that thing alone. It's like wow. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 super cool. I don't, there's just, I don't you know. have something in here that's comparable to that that you just like better. Clearly. No, I don't. Like, I mean, I like it a lot. I mean, it, I'll be honest with you. I bought it because it was my Fano. It's my version oh, of Fano. Okay, you know what I mean? And I, you know, I, I'm not going to buy a Fano. So I bought that thing thinking like, well, this is my Fano. You know, this is my, because I mean, really, I showed you the Fano. That's basically the same exact freaking guitar. I know. And, uh, except it's kind of better because it's got that Veritone switch. So, you know, I, you know, when I bought that thing, I loved it. I very much liked the Veritone. I think it's great. I think it does a lot of cool tricks. And, you know, it's not a one-trick pony guitar at all. It, it, definitely it's definitely not. a secret weapon guitar. Um, it's a sleeper. Yeah, and it's been sleeping in here. I haven't been playing it. I've been, I've been picking up everything else except for it. Right. It's something about, I don't know. I Here recently, I'm all about the vibe, you know? And so, like, so there are certain guitars I'm just vibing on right now. Mm-hmm. And it's just not one of them. Unbelievable. I can't believe it. Well, you say you've been stuck on the Les Paul and your Squire. Yeah, I, I've been so. playing the... Okay, so I'm playing right now my Esquire, my uh, Squire Esquire. And this, is it just, it's just the cut you like on that? Just the cut. Well, okay, so like, no, I, I, there's... This is in the sense of like the veritone switch. So like the, the Esquire's got that, that uh, dark circuit. Oh. 
doing something about it. It's been really cool, and I've just been digging the feel yeah. of it, and yeah. it's just it's just fit me vibe wise right. recently. You know, I don't. I get that. You know, that's that's what it is. Like even with the the two Ricks, I haven't really been playing them as much because I've just been digging on these, and I've been playing the crap out of Harley Benton. I don't know what it is, but I picked the Harley Benton, and I just haven't been putting it down. Uh, the other weird one I've been picking up is my Eastwood Marauder. That I've been playing it a lot. Uh, the red one? Yeah, or I guess it's uh, the Maverick, or the Maverick. I guess that's what it is. Yeah, it's called the Maverick. I've been playing it a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, no, that's that's actually the Swinger. Oh, that's right. Uh, it's the other one. And, um, yeah, I won't plug it up because we're going to do that along with the podcast tonight. But I've been playing it a whole lot because um, I, I just something about the pickups on it. You have a totally cool vibe, I don't know. And, and also the playability of it is just incredible. Right. It's just incredible. So yeah, but anyway, I you know I've been showing you, I've been sending you these Walsh guitars. Oh, you know? I was gonna mention and that. Um, amazing dude. I really like the one you sent me. It looked to me like it was some kind of a copper tone color finish. Yeah, he right. does all these cool finishes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he he does a bunch of really wild finishes. So there's there's Walsh, and then there's this other brand called Harvester that you should look up. Harvester is really cool. Uh, Harvester he takes literally takes vintage guitars from the 60s and he puts brand new pickups in them and new pit guards and then he then he'll swap out the neck for something crazy or he'll just refinish the neck and refret it and make it something all brand new and and then by the end of it he's got his own brand new version of whatever guitar it was like he took like a um a harmony bobcat and turned it into something just absolutely incredible he took some k guitars and turned them into some incredible things um Pretty, pretty neat. Bacchus. Is that how you pronounce it? Oh, Bacchus is a real... I think that's how we pronounce it. I don't know. I could be totally wrong. That's a cool Chinese company. I think, right? Or is it Japanese? I don't know. Uh, but they're... Oh God. They're incredible. They, they have <clears throat> lots of lines of different guitars. Like They have a cheap line that is incredible. I mean, they're, the cheapest ones I've seen have been like 150 bucks. And they are absolutely to die for. Even for a hundred bucks? Oh my god! I mean, I believe dude. that. Yeah. I mean, they're just. Really? I'm not even joking, this dude. Is, Incredible this is a quality. It's like a Mustang style body, and they're selling it for like six hundred eighty bucks. It's Japanese. Let me see. Let me see. This is the red one you showed me. Oh yes, this is that that custom model. It. Oh I my god, it. that thing for is absolutely. Bucks, it's dude, that thing out, is man. absolutely amazing. Oh my god, dude! And I bet that thing plays like looks, a beast. It looks like they did very very good work on it too. Oh, man, it, isn't it gorgeous? Yeah, man, it's it is so gorgeous. It makes me want to play. When I saw I it, put it up against uh, no, I'm not gonna lie. standard. When I saw that one, I played my Squire Mustang for like three days straight. After I saw that one, it was like it is just so beautiful, and it looks the same. I get like my you know my Squire Mustang. It looks the exact same as that one. And I played the crap out of it, and all I could think was, it doesn't play nowhere near as good as that. And thing. it's got the uh, what was that that bar that you're gonna get for all your? Hmm? It's got that Top. little uh, Ooh, that little tailpiece. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, that's just a Mustang tremolo. Yeah, but that little that little bar right there at the bottom. Yes, yeah, that Mustang trim. That's what it is, literally. Yeah, it's... yeah, but there's something else that you you're like, okay, I want to put all of these on my. No, no, that's not what that is. That's not. That's not what that is. It's literally just the the, the Mustang trim. That's how that is. It's uh well, I'll plug it up real quick so you can see the Mustang trim. The uh, but dude, the blue one that you sent me. Oh my gosh! Right, I mean, and they put some gold foil pickups in it, and it is a uh, dude. It is so incredible this is looking, like, right? Like <laughs> this is angelic. Dude, it's, it's wild. This is but, like the guitar that Jimi Hendrix played when he went to heaven. Dude, you know? it's insane. You thought your strap was good? Well, check this out. <laughs> it is amazing. Their basses, I am just submitting with some of their jazz basses. Their jazz basses are just incredibly beautiful. And this is a Japanese instrument as well. This is, I mean, Bakken's up, but that's what it is. But it's a bolt-on. It's like some kind of a powder blue. Some kind of like a... I'm digging the headstock look too because it almost kind of reminds me of like Novo style headstock, you know? I would dare to say that that brand, that Bacchus, I would dare to say that it's probably better than the Novo stuff. I would, I think you're right. I really do. I mean, just the attention to it. I, I would say amazing. the build quality on it's probably just. Looks really solid. <laughs> it looks out of this world, dude. Alright, so I just plugged up the Mustang just so you can see this. Here you see the uh, tailpiece yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. 
It's literally just the just the. Okay. Okay. Pretty, so you don't weird. actually have like a trim bar. You do. You can. Oh, you, you can put a trim bar on it. I just don't because I just I like to use it's it with my hand. Right. I mean, it's there for mm -hmm. both purposes basically. <laughs> These are just cool guitar stuff. something like quacky about it and kind of like I don't know kind of honky sounding it doesn't it's like a thin but not super thin sound it doesn't quite have that telly tone it doesn't quite have that strat tone it doesn't sound like a jaguar it doesn't sound like a jazz master it's just something in between all of it. Then. And you're still playing for the Cambridge, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Give it some reverb. Mustangs are rad. Um, I know you've been looking at Duosonics recently. I, I did actually make an offer on that one. Oh, yeah? Which one? It was the like Fender? the Squire. It was the Squire. Oh, the Squire one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I lowballed it a little too much. What'd you go at? Like, I uh, like two, two. 40. Mm, not bad. They go for like 370. Yeah. I mean, that's like, honest to goodness, the price. If yeah. Even the Squires now. The Squires came out. And they were two hundred bucks when they first came out. I regret not getting them. Oh, really? They were like That's super, how much they were when they came out. Was 200 yeah, two hundred bucks, like one ninety nine. They were like the cheapest model you could get. I wish I would have got one because they have gone down to be like this mega collectible one now, and it's like well, farts, you know. <laughs> so when I, yeah, so when I made when I made the offer on it, you know, you know, it gives you that uh, that prompt that'll say uh, offer too low on accepting. Mm, like, well, I yeah. kept just going up incrementally until you got to this. <laughs> I do that. I do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got the offers, yeah. so let's yeah. go, you know. I do that. I really wish I would have got... I, I'm going to get one for sure because it's just... Dude, it's such an... I just love it, dude. It's a different type of an instrument. It's just cool. It's, I mean... I, but I really, in particular, love that one that you were able to get from that guy in Winston. That's a... Um, just such a different flavor. So it's just like a... So I mean, I've always wanted one like you want one of this the, the desert sand the desert sand with the gold anodized spit guard. I always love that. I think yeah. it's super rad. Um, there's actually this cherry sunburst one I've always wanted instead. It has got the, it's the, got the brown. No, no, it's like it's like a it's like a reddish sunburst or more of like an orange sunburst. And then it's got the like brown single coil pickups, mm -hmm. so a little bit of a later '60s model version of it. Right. But um, I always really dug it, and I always thought it was beautiful. But um, when I got this one, this is one of the newer ones. And this is the Duo Sonic, um, with the humbucker in it. And um, you know, it's it's a a mixture of the short scale. Now this one, this was a total like. Frankenstein. Frankenstein love yeah. project that I put together. Um, and they put a freaking, what is it, a Seymour Duncan Zebra pickup in it. Right. Um, high gain. And then, I can't even remember what version of Strat pickup this is. It's some kind of like crazy so that one, Strat the neck, pickup. So that neck is still a Strat pickup? Yeah. Okay. And it's the same thing as what would be in the regular Duosonic. It's just a standard single coil. But this has just got exposed magnets as opposed to normally they would cover them. And then um, the switching is really wild on this one. It's um so down is actually your neck. So that's my that's my single coil. And then up 
is my bridge, which is the humbucker. And that humbucker is so bright. It is really bright. But it's got a lot of power, and I like that. I just something. Do you have the maestro fuzz on, too? Yeah, I still got the maestro fuzz on. Um, and the thing about this particular guitar that I like the most uh, is... So, I played other ones of these, and um, there was something about the neck on this one. So, when I played one of these in a store, it felt like they didn't finish the neck. Oh, it had that, like, satin finish. Okay. This one doesn't. This one does not have the satin finish. This one's actually so a, a finished finish? neck. So it it's like, finish on it. Yeah, it's... it's it's. Mm. Do you like the feel of that one better? Yeah, yeah. I do. It's It actually, it feels more fender. It doesn't feel like... Squire. It, no, well, there's just something about that unfinished neck to me that just doesn't feel fender. Like, it, it throws me off. You know, like, there's there's a satin finished neck and then there's an unfinished neck. I get that. And there's just something about that satin that just throws me off. I don't I don't dig it. Uh, but this this having it really it intrigued me. And also, this is an early enough one that it still has a rosewood board. It's not the Indian laurel, which is nice. Um, and whoever did all the upgrades, I mean, yeah, they tried to relic it. They did a kind of yeah, job doing it, but I like it. You know what it is? You know? it's, it's got this characteristic of just like this quirkiness of like its own thing. You know, yeah, and like when this came out, I I hated this color. This uh, this is that a surf green? It's like a yeah, it's like a surf green pearl. Right. Uh, they call it surf like a pearl green oh, okay. surf green because it's got a little bit of like a metal flake to it. I think I can kind of see that. Yeah, and when I first when I first saw this color in pup like in person, it had like you know the regular white guard on it, you know, uh -huh. and I thought it was so ugly. It's like why do they go with such a a toothpaste looking color with a white guard? You know, it just looks. Right. You know? Never forget to brush your teeth, folks. But I'll be honest with you, whoever put this Porter Shell Quick Art on this thing, it works. Dude, it works. It turned this guitar it into like a, a beast of a guitar. I know, man. It looks amazing. Man. And I love the I love the Les Paul yeah, um, cool. the switch it cover. It just really it, well. It's it's a unique bird, man. And And just the the combination of those two pickups just really gives me They changed out the pickups because what I've heard about the original ones is that this wasn't they, okay. they balanced the pickups out so that humbucker it was more muddy than it was bright. Mm. You know what I mean? Well, you took care of that problem, yeah. It really <laughs> did. Like, they, they put the right pickup in this thing because I really feel like it really did make the all the difference, yeah. Yep, sorry, just taking our time. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, these. These guitars, the Tajima and this particular guitar, I feel like they got such like a 90s vibe to them. I feel like both of them are very like Smashing Pumpkins, yeah. kind of like yep. Flaming Lips, Nirvana kind of vibes to it. Right, right, right. And, um, you know, it's not that I don't like that. I just, that's not as me as I would want it to be. You know what I mean? I get that. So, yeah. um, it's more you. I think you've got more of that vibe than I do. I think you've got more of the Dinosaur Jr. kind of vibe. Like, than I do. I don't have those kind of vibes anymore. I need to really kind of get into their music. Well, everything you were jamming on tonight had that kind of vibe. It had that kind of like cool, like 90s kind of just chill alternative. Not like hard alternative, but like a, just a nice, happy alternative sound, which I like, you know? Which it was, is interesting because most, most 90s is, you know, more along the lines of like saggy, you know? Well, I mean, it depends on what what you go for. I mean, there's, well, that's true. You know, but I think, you know, if you think 90s, obviously, the first thing that comes to your mind is going to be Nirvana. Yeah, I or mean. Or like Alice in Chains or Pearl Jam. Once again, depends on who you are, man. That's true. Depends right? on who you are. You know, that's about. You know, I mean, like, like, for me, um, all my buddies have always were Nirvana people. I was a Blur guy. I was Blur and Weezer. Oh, that's right. Blur and Weezer all the way. I didn't. That's Nirvana, a very good point, dude. Nirvana wasn't really on my radar as much as. Blur and Weezer. Woohoo. 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 Yeah, I'm 
I mean, that's, I mean, to me, that was like, no, yeah, killer no. music. It is killer music. Killer don't get music. don't get me wrong. I'm just yeah. Saying it's just I guess I just tend, when I think of like a decade of genre of music, I think of like the most synonymous person pertaining to that particular decade. Sure, and you know, Kurt Cobain, of course, stole that. You know, I mean, big time. Yeah, you ever wonder though? Like, I know it's just the age old like teenager question: What if he wouldn't have killed himself? Where would he be? You know. You know, it's just like if John Lennon went and got shot, where would he be, you know? Isn't that crazy? You know? What other music would they have, you know? They would have went experimental jazz and nobody would have cared. (laughs) (laughs) That's the natural step. Started scatting. Or same thing with like Leonard Skinner too, you know? Because I know, I know, huh? Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, look at Aerosmith is a good example of Maybe one of them should have died. No, I'm just kidding. That's just is terrible. <laughs> they haven't made good. They haven't made good. They haven't made good music in a really long time. You know. You know. That's very true. You know. And the last time they really had any kind of notoriety was like back in the nineties. I mean, and even then, it was. I mean, like, you know, the album just pushed play. Yeah, I remember that. One. Yeah. I know. Was that the one that Jaded was on? That was the one Jaded was on, right? I don't even know. I, mean, I, I really think it was. And that was a zinger of a song. There's a, there's a library in Thomasville, and you can go over there, you can like rent movies and Listen books, to but they also, songs. <laughs> well, you can also check out like music, too. No shit, really. And a long time ago, I hadn't listened to just push play out but that was like the only Aerosmith that they had at the time oh yeah really? I was kind of going through an Aerosmith phase and I was like oh yes finally I found one I grabbed one uh, <laughs> yeah you know it's something about like Toys in the Attic and stuff just like that push just, pause. you know all those all those early albums were great and you know like that is going to be a controversial thing I'm going to say but like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what you got John Lennon after the Beatles was he the best of the solo Beatles so personally, I'm just not into a lot of the the later John Lennon John music. It just yeah. was kind of sloppy, and he screamed a whole lot, and it just felt like he was screaming at me through his music. And then, like <laughs> Paul McCartney, he's always been pretty consistent pretty with like consistent, making good. Yeah. Other than the Michael Jackson years, he was really consistent, you know. And uh, again, you know, Michael Jackson put everybody under his spell, you know. So little boys included. So you know, it's just what it is. Um, so, oh my gosh. so you know, <laughs> but he was uh, a smooth criminal. Yeah, criminal is right. <laughs> <laughs> criminal is oh correct. He's not a hero, folks. Not a hero. Not not at all. Um, that breaks you down into the. Do you still like an artist even if they've done unspeakable acts? You know. Yeah. Because it's like point. Charles Manson never killed anybody. But he wrote some pretty cool songs in the 60s. But people don't want to listen you know, to them. I've never even listened to them. Exactly. People don't want to listen to them because they're like, oh, it's Charles Manson. The Beach Boys liked it. The Beach Boys were like, that's cool. Makes cool music, man. I would Yeah, they were friends with Charles Manson. Pretty scary stuff right there, right? You know, it's pretty weird, man. So, I don't know, man. It goes back into thinking, like, I don't know, are these. Some of these people are, you know, is it is it good or is it just kind of, you know, do we like them for, like, I, I never liked any of Michael Jackson's music, you know, I, I was always, always pretty bad myself, I, I just, I don't know, I grew up not liking him, um, I always felt, I felt like he was an alien, you know, he felt, he looked like an alien, um, and that was just me, though, you know, like, I just always had this weird vibe about him where I just was like, that's not human, you know, alien, and, um, probing people man but uh <laughs> oh my God, it's terrible it's terrible it's terrible i don't know i i just i always find it bizarre when i'm i'm like i see i see like uh michael jackson tribute concert i'm like why what are you doing pedophile yeah. tribute concert right here in town it's wild to me it's just it's a mind-boggling thing you know what i mean yeah, that's very, very valid. You know what I I'm mean, saying? It's, yeah. It's a hard it's a hard pill to swallow. Like, Do you still like that person even after unspeakable acts of horribleness? 
to me, no. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally, totally. There we go. You know, that's and they had it. Wasn't there some kind of documentary? And they had they had talked. Oh yeah, about, dude. All the all the people, that. all the people that were that were messed up by him, yeah. and came out and talked about it. It's horrible. It's the worst, man. And it's like you can't deny it, you know. Yeah. And people who were like, "No, that never happened," dude. You are sick in the head if you think that never happened. Are you crazy? But you know. Yeah, that's insane, dude. Yeah. I don't know. John Lennon, he said one thing once, and they burned all the Beatles albums and went crazy. You know, I mean, think about that. He said, he said one thing, which in the '60s was a big deal, but still, he said one thing. He said, "We're right now, we're bigger than Jesus." Oh. Yeah. And he said that in the sense of more people were listening to the Beatles than they were reading the Bible. I mean, he he meant it as a a joke, as as in like we're more popular than you know going to church right now which he wasn't wrong that's what was going on you know right. and uh and he didn't mean it as a necessarily a blasphemous thing he was just, just stating an observation a, just stating an obvious right point and yeah. uh but they did beetle burning night at like ball fields and stuff i mean they were crazy watch, on that stuff but yet they still play michael jackson songs at sporting events and everywhere and act like he's some kind of like mm. That's, in, that's an interesting perspective. You just, you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's man. When you talk about it, you say it out loud like that. It's like, yeah, there's something messed up. With that. It's messed up, right? Yeah. There's something about I mean, that, man. It just rubs me the wrong way. Like, it's like he did for a lot of people. <laughs> 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 nah, I'm just, I'm just, oh my god. Yeah. Anyway, back to Ampeg. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, back to Ampeg, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, well, so, you know what? Um, so I'm over here at the drum kit. Drums. You know, it's not something I do right normally, but Landon is not here tonight, so I'm sitting over here on the road. I'm at wedding. He goes to a lot of weddings. He does, man. I mean, he goes to a lot of weddings. I mean, I would say that it's that time of year, and there's a lot of people getting married, but like, he goes to a lot of weddings, man. He knows a lot of people, I guess. It's a lot of That's weddings. That's what it always seems like. It seems like he's always got a story it's for got something. Another wedding to go to. I'm like, wow, man. It's a lot of people getting married. Yeah. <laughs> the other week about that one wedding or that one girl remember the bride or whatever she was like remember what she said <laughs> she said something and he was gonna take the dog out or something because they're like dude you totally missed it remember that I feel like I remember yeah, but I don't I remember, I can't remember I don't what he said, said uh, but yeah man I've, wow yeah, yeah. wild wow. I can't wait to see what he's got to say I know he's week. gonna have some crazy story yeah. next week or um, no when we get back together finally so but, most uh, definitely it's coming it's, yeah anyway you said you said you change up the symbols on it I did I put some weird symbols on this thing so yeah when I used to have this uh, WFL uh, Buddy Rich combo set from the 50s and um I got a church rummage cell which is badass it's super oh, that's cool. cool yeah and um it when I got there it was a uh, bass drum and then this big black box right mm-hmm. they couldn't get the box open; it was locked and uh i was like how much for the bass drum and they're like 25 dollars. you get that and this and this big box full of whatever the heck it's supposed to go with it i'm like really and they're like yeah it's heavy i'm like how heavy no like you try to figure it out that i was like oh my god you know I well, think it's I had to park like two miles away because it's a church sale, and it was like all of Winston Salem going to it. You didn't carry it all. Though. Oh my god, I about died, dude. You were by yourself carrying that? Oh yeah, dude. dude. Okay, so there was a handle on the side of the box that I had like behind my back. I put the box literally on my back, right, and then I held the bass drum by like one of its feet, right, with right. one arm, like, in front of me, like, I was in a marching band, you know, holding it crazy, and I was trying to just lug these things up this, like, hill, this neighborhood, get into my car, I mean, literally almost passed out, like, the blood rushing to my head from just the weight of this that thing. terrible. Yeah. Anyway, it paid off. <laughs> paid yeah, off anyway. so good. Yeah, pretty good. I get home, I pick the lock on this thing, right? Damn, that's awesome. Open dude. this thing up. There is the original snare, the original throne, this Zildjian symbol bag, which is an original leather, and it's over there beside you. There's a, there's a leather uh, symbol bag over there in the floor, um, and it had, nope, nope, other near the actual corner back there. And you'll see like symbols set oh, up against it and stuff. It's like this green leather bag, and that's the original Zildjian bag, dude. It was in there, dude. I mean, it full of symbols, all the stands, 
sticks, brushes, the cowbell, the knocker, everything was in there. essentially had like a time capsule. Perfectly preserved time capsule. Okay, I'll I'll say this right now, man. Out of everything that you ever said about deals and everything, that is the coolest thing. It was absolutely incredible. That's amazing. Absolutely incredible deal. It was a Buddy Rich combo kit. And the I even have the practice pad, the Buddy Rich practice pad. It's it's that big rubber pad in the floor down there that you put on the snare drum. If you pick it up, you can see it says Buddy Rich on it. It's over there behind you on the other side, I think, on the floor. It's black. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick it up and look at it. It's got some it's got some lettering on it. It says Buddy Rich on it. Yeah. Now and, this uh, is this is what's in there too. This oh yeah, dude. So this is from the fifties. That's from the freaking fifties, bro. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> so crazy, right? This is so cool. Dude. Yeah, dude, it's this so is wild, amazing. right? It's so I can't wild. Believe this. Yeah, man. This is so cool. And um, see, so yeah, I got home when I first opened it up because I had no, I was I had no idea what it was at first. I knew Buddy Rich, and I saw that it said Buddy Rich all over it. And I was like, oh wow, this might be worth something. It was a it was a gold sparkle kit. It was beautiful, and um, it was all rusted up on like around the bass drum, but the snare was in good shape. And I looked around, and I found some I found some toms and like a floor tom and a, and a tom that I could get uh-huh. for it, and uh, I bought some extra drums for it, and I turned it into a full kit, but. Had the biggest bass drum, huge bass drum. It was like every bit like ten inches bigger than this thing. It was massive bass drum, um, and um, it was a combo kit. So it was meant for just this snare and this bass drum, and then these little cymbals that went around it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, inside that cymbal bag was all these jazzy cymbals that have all the little rivets, the little uh, sustain sustaining rivets, and um, I mean they're just really cool. But they're all Zildjian, and they're all from. 50s and 60s that's amazing and they're in really good shape and i don't use them often because i don't want to wear them out because they're amazing symbols i had somebody offer me like two grand for them once for the whole set for the symbols just for the symbols not for the drums they could care less about the drums they wanted the symbols yeah i've seen the drum kit online for like a lot of money too i got ripped off by guitar center that's when i was hurting for money i had to sell it and they they just totally were like yeah we'll give you nothing for it so yeah and then they didn't even want the hardware they only want the shells they missed out. I have all the hardware, everything. I have this, everything. I mean, it came with the original Speed Demon pedal. That was the Speed Demon before Ludwig on the Speed Demon uh, trademark. So it's the WFL Speed Demon. I mean, it had all this stuff. It was just rad, wicked. But it all works really good with the Ludwig kit I have now. Um, but yeah, I was messing around with this, this different size symbols because I got different size rides and crashes and everything. And right. I added a symbol to it, as you can see, with this little symbol arm that's on the bass drum. Um, and uh, it wasn't there the other day, this little splash. Oh, right yeah, a yeah. little splash symbol there. And um, yeah, man, I don't know. I just, wanted, uh, I just wanted some new flavors and just checking out some stuff. And I, love the, I love the vibe of it. Definitely yeah. get what you mean when you say like jazz. Yeah, it's just got a, a really nice percussive. Yeah, really uh, splashy, um, just crazy sounding little drums, and they sound great with brushes, and um, yeah, I don't know, man. That's just, super cool, dude. It's been digging. That's crazy. You know what would be funny if you finally picked a lot, and you're like, oh my god, who put bricks in here? Yeah, I know, right? That's what I felt like carrying it up to that hill, man. It felt like bricks. I still have the case. I have, still have that big box. It's upstairs. It's full of books right now, but um super rad i mean it was what a great sale to go to i also got a cord organ when i was there i bought all kinds of weird stuff you never know what you can find at a church man i always recommend going to church sales i got a um one time i went to one and i got a a sure 555 microphone which is like the original like the elvis style mic oh yeah yeah i had a 50s one of those and it was just perfect condition in in box no it was amazing Oh, oh it was awesome so great i had to get a new i had to get a cable made for it because they don't you can't, you can't just buy them um that but um it. yeah that cost me more than the microphone did it only cost me 10 bucks for the microphone it cost me like 150 for the freaking cable for it um but yeah man you can find some wild stuff and if you look at church sales you never know what they're going to be getting rid of cool. pa equipment in, in in particular a lot of ch- older churches will have older microphones and cool old equipment like that that you can snag for real cheap if you're looking um, and I always recommend if you see a church sale, stop by. You never know what you're going to find. I found basses and guitars and bass amps and all kinds of crazy stuff. Organ stuff. Oh, man. Beatrice. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, if you want to. I'm going to have to check out some church sales. Oh, man. If you ever can find them, I mean, they're kind of hard to find. But if you do see them, they're worth stopping by. But, um, but yeah, man. Um, 
I know you bought your, uh, you got a uh, mini Super Beetle. Yeah, card. I did, man. I finally got a, uh, a little Super Mini Beetle. I'm really excited to finally get a chance to, to play on it in my own little setup, but I ordered it like uh, last week and it's still not here yet. It'll come. Yeah. It'll come. I'm just getting impatient because I'm like, man, I really want it. What I'd really like to do is just kind of see if I can uh, run it through my Roland and see what uh, different tonal variations I can get between those stacks. Yeah. There is uh, this band called Soda Stereo. Yeah, you told me about them, yeah. And they're like, a, they're an Argent, Argentinian, Argentinian yeah. band. So it's all in like uh, Spanish, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Spanish or Portuguese. I think it's Spanish. But, dude, the Killer. song, oh man, it's awesome. It's awesome. I'm it's excited really to see... Rhythm. They're like an 80s band. So, yeah. or like a late 80s, early 90s, I think. Mm. Um, I cannot remember the song. It's like La Guerra Musica, I think. Mm. Or La Musica Guerra, something like that. But it's awesome. I'll look it up. It's really cool. I mean, I can listen to it and listen to the words, and that's fine. That's how good I like it. You got the megaphone there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> I would honestly like to do a cover of it and just, oh, yeah, you yeah. know. Well, you learn it now. We'll yeah. do it, man. I think you'd totally like it. It's got a... Okay. I don't know if you would or not. I mean, it's got, it's got an aggressive feel to it. Yeah, yeah. It's not Guster. Yeah, it's like Guster. Not some pussy music. Just <laughs> 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 this dead rock I listen to all the time. Freaking dead rock. Oh, dead rock. Mm -hmm. yeah. Give me yeah. some Wilco going on up in here. Yeah. You guys like Wilco? Hey, you guys like Wilco? You know some? No, I usually go to BP. <laughs> oh, that's funny joke, man. <laughs> I dig shell myself. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Um, yeah, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see um, what you think of the Mini Super Beetle against your Valvetronics that you have. Yeah, it's uh okay. So I think you're using the Valvetronics wrong. I think you need to bring it over here one night. I think we need to plug it up over here one night. I think you need to bring it into this studio. This we need studio. to try it out uh -huh. and see what we can make it do here. I I okay. I challenge you to next yeah, the next time we sure. podcast, you're bringing that bring thing for sure. For sure, I'll bring it because I want to play through it. Oh, okay. Let me ask you this: okay. the uh. The Super Mini Beetle. Yes. Is that that new tube technology? New tube. Okay. Okay, so it's got one new little... Tube. <laughs> tube. <laughs> um, okay, so that's that one little tube, right? Okay, so... I found out what I mean, it, it's a super mini beetle. So I, I found assume out, it's I found out what the the new tube actually is. Okay, I found out oh, what it is. Yeah, it sounded like this. <laughs> no, I did. It's it's pretty wild. New tube is actually the it's the little thing that powers the lights in a microwave. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Really? You know, like the, like the buttons on a microwave, like the like the clock on the microwave, like the green and like the it's it, it's literally what powers that. Okay. And they found some way to harness that yeah. into making it a tube. Mm, okay. And because it's technically like a like a fuse more than a tube. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But it's it's powerful enough that it works like a tube. Mm. It's really strange. And when you run circuit through it, it reacts like a tube, and that's why it's called the new. And of course, they, they they designed it in a different kind of way, but ultimately, that's what it is. It's it's that technology that runs the 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 light inside of a clock basically is interesting uh, it's really strange yeah and um super cool yeah but I, i'll be honest with you the tones i get out of my mini super beetle versus the cambridge i could play through the mini super beetle just as easily and love it just as much as the cambridge is there a time for a comparison real quick no not really but okay. um but I'll be honest with you um we'll we'll do that you know next week maybe or okay something. well but, next um, week i'll bring my Valvetronics, mm. and then we can maybe do like a... Yeah, three-way comparison. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. That'd be I'll be cool. honest with you. Um, this Mini Super Beetle, um, because I, I have this, uh, the um, other Cambridge Reverb, um, the, the early 2000s model, with a 210, right? Right. And I would say it's probably more closer to your, your Valvetronics, maybe, because it came around right. around that same time. Well, actually, it, it, it's a predecessor to the Valvetronic. Yeah. So, so that versus the Cambridge, two different, totally different tones, right? Mm -hmm. The Mini Super Beetle sits right in the middle. I mean, it's like, it is the perfect blend of both of those tones. And 
in the best kind of way. Like you got really good tube overdrive, overdrive, really good tube like tremolo sound, which is cool. And then the reverb, although it's a digital reverb, it's lush and thick and great. And that's, that's um, cool. and it doesn't really have the Vox characteristics that make Vox like love it or hate it kind of vibes, you know, like because some people don't like Vox because they're they're like, well, that's a brittle sounding amp. It doesn't have doesn't have the mid range that Fender has, or or that's the complete opposite. They're oh, that's too dark. It's too dark of an amp. That's why people run treble boosters through them. Mm-hmm. The Mini Super Beetle doesn't have any of those flaws. It's like it's that's perfectly right in the mix. It's like it's bright enough that it doesn't get you know fade away into the background. Yeah, it's dark enough. It carries rhythms really well. It's small enough it's that you bigger. can play it, take it anywhere. Yeah. But it's powerful enough that honestly, dude, if we jammed on it and we put it at the fifty watt setting, you wouldn't be able to turn it past two. It's it's just it's too loud. It's a little ten inch speaker, but it, that ten inch speaker pushes but, some yeah. tone, man. It's just incredible. That's cool. So um, really you'll cool. you'll dig it. It's a it's a fantastic amp. I recommend them to anybody. I don't know if they're discontinued now or something. I don't see them no, for sale anywhere anymore. But um, they they made a whole bunch of different models. They got a bass. They got a Bluetooth model. They got a uh, like a white one that's um, made just for like running your iPod through. Basically, oh, really? um, they got um, the bass one. I'm I'm actually in the market to find one, and I would love to buy one because they got a fuzz built into it that's uh, based around the the foundation bass amps that they made in the 60s mm-hmm. and it's based around the fuzz that they had in that and man, it's really cool sound and um that's cool yeah and uh they're also running 50 watts and it's just a great little beast of a little bass amp i think it'd be really neat to have what i uh so what i would um uh play on like a few years ago like four or five years ago i had my or 50 half stack and then I had the Valvatrons, and what I would do, because the OR, it didn't really have any kind of effects, it just had a basic EQ and like an overdrive. Yeah. And so I would run my Valvatronics through the OR, and I'd get all my effects through it that way. Sorry, and, Brett Barnes. No, you gotta get out. Um, I mean, it always was very, it paired very well together. Yeah, it's so, great. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely bring it next week. Bring it. You know. Yeah. So... We'll be doing this again, hopefully next week. We're going to try and maybe shoot for a next week episode as opposed to waiting another week. Uh, so maybe we'll make some more jamming in. But we're probably going to call it a night tonight. I'm um, getting a little late. Um, check us out again next week. And uh, guys, it's been Who's on Base. We're looking forward to hearing uh, some Vox amps next week. Woohoo! Some more freaking Vox amps. That's all we ever Woo! talk about is Vox amps. Turns out I got a whole wall of Fender amps behind me that I never play through anymore. Just play through Vox, yeah. everything. Um, you got a wall behind a wall. Ta-da, Fender. But uh, we have a room full of Fender amps that we don't touch. Well, that's crazy. I know, isn't that crazy? It's crazy. What's wrong with us? Well, we'll find out next week on Who's On Base. Check us out then. Goodbye.